how does black hair impact professionalism? And I think we could start with Judy. You know, mm -hmm. it's interesting that all of us have black hairstyles. It would have been interesting to have someone on that does not have their natural hair and was wearing it permed. And I said, yeah. Yeah, I, when I when I first met Sheila, I had a perm. I think I think when I first met you, but I was getting ready to yeah. let it go. How did how did it make you feel when you had a perm? Um, like how did it make you feel? Like and then how did it make you feel when you decided to go natural? But having a perm, I mean, I, you know, I, I had my first. I got my first perm at about sixteen in the South, mm -hmm. and. My hair, I remember there were people who didn't want to braid it. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody else was, everybody else would want to, you know, would get cornrow styles. And there were folks who were like, no, that's too much. It will take too time. I'm not dealing with it. Mm -hmm. And, but my grandmother would press my hair every Saturday, mm -hmm. come rain or shine. So it would be straight. Mm -hmm. If you look at my pictures from, Kin not kindergarten because I didn't do that, but from first grade on, you saw, even if it were, was in pigtails, it was straight hair. And so you ask, like, how did it feel? It was just sort of, um, I should, at the time, getting a perm was so much better than a hot comb and a stove. Yeah. It was, and again, you know, it was, it was in the 80s. It was... Yeah. See, I used to like the hot comb because have you ever been burned? My, you see, my, have you? Yeah, you, the the interesting thing is that my dad hot combed my hair when I was little. He was the one who would, who would press my hair out. Oh, so we would sit. Yeah, that we would spend time together that way. We would sit in the uh, kitchen, and he he would get the the metal one. Yeah. Get Vaseline or grease yeah. or whatever he had. Raw, raw he crown my hair. Oh my god! My mom did used you ever to burn him. Did you ever? <laughs> I, I've been burned. I've been sizzled a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> I was, look. Let me tell you. Ears. The tips of I'm sorry, yeah. The ears. I still oh, yeah. the tips of my ears. Yeah. My fingers. Because I would always, you know. Um, I even have a mark on my foot that I can show you now. Oh my my yeah. grandmother dropped the straightening comb because I was wiggling. So <laughs> I could see that. My mom used to send my sister and I to the beauty shop every two weeks to get our hair curled. But my sister had long shoulder length hair and I had very short hair. And the thing was, you know, at that time, your hair was important because that's how people talked about yes. you. you yes. know, mm -hmm. If you had long hair, you were beautiful. If you had short hair, you were ugly. And well, I was always self-conscious about my hair when I was growing up. And it's always interesting to me now that I have shaved my hair off. But when I was growing up, I only wanted to have long hair. And my people used to call me bald-headed because my, my hair was short. And my sister used to tease me because her hair was long mm -hmm. and my hair was short. And my mother told her, she said, if you ever tease her again, I will cut off all your hair. And she stopped teasing me from then on. Oh, I bet. She used to tease me all the time because of my hair. I'm, I'm talking really short. I was so embarrassed about my hair. I, oh, my God. I can't believe how. And it was just so. And when I got older, 
you know, you know, when I went away to college, you know, everybody was wearing jerry curls. So I got a jerry curl, but I went to school in Iowa and there was no place to go for black people to get their hair. And so mm-hmm. we all, oh my God, we found out there was somebody in the mall that did black people's hair. And so when they said, and, it, when I, and I said, I'm going to go see who it is. And it was this white guy. And my friend said, <laughs> she said, you go first. And I said, I'll go and I'll try them. And so there was this white guy that went to Pivot Point. He went to Pennsylvania, Chicago, and he learned how to do black hair. Wow. And he did my curl. And he did a fabulous job. It looked great. So all the black girls waiting <laughs> to see if it was oh, black hair. And we, I got a curl. This is in Iowa. So there was somebody there. But then when I went other places, I waited until I got home to get my hair done. You know how we used to go once without, you know, you don't wash a curl because it get hard. That was crazy. Oh my God, it was crazy. And then I transitioned from that to uh, a perm. And I found somebody when I was working because that was the look. You have a perm when you work because that was professional. And so I got my hair straightened and she gave me a perm. I used to go to the beauty shop every Friday. I went to the beauty shop and I was there for eight hours every Friday. Mm -hmm. I never, oh my, you did an eight hour, what bothered me? And even now, the, sort of the double booking that people would do, oh, and I understand yes. that they needed to make money, but God, I was terrible. Times, and I have to tell you, that's one of the things that led me to letting the perm go. Cause I had no patience for sitting in a shop. As you ask, how did it feel to get the perm? It wasn't an issue or feeling. It was neither negative nor bad, but Judy speaking to your point, People were cruel about hair. Mm-hmm. People were cruel about hair. Yeah. And we can talk about how other people may be curious about our hair, but the way we talk about and the way we treat each other around the issue of hair is something that we have to heal from and have to figure out how to deal with. Yeah. Because yeah. Judy, I remember how, how not only the kids, but adults, because again, I grew up in the rural South, but I found, I found out over the years that it wasn't just there. It was in other places. I thought it was there. Mm-hmm. My excuse, I had longer hair and it still, I had longer hair most of my life. If you look at the pictures there, that was short. It had been cut sometimes, mm-hmm. but what the excuse or the way I got by, you're pretty for a black girl and you got nice hair. Mm-hmm. I can remember comments like that, but I also remember the comments about Pete that people made about folks who had short hair yeah and then yes and then anyone with long hair who decided to cut it all of a sudden when I started trying playing around with mine and I was in college when I decided that you know what it doesn't have I can cut my hair it doesn't have to be it's okay if it's a above my shoulders Mm -hmm. and but I remember the kind of messages that I got about cutting it and then up and because at one point I love the sort of I had the fair faucet look Ugh. and I could do that and it was fine at the time but it was one of the one of the looks you remember Judy mm-hmm. it was one of the looks yeah it was the look it was what you did yes the curling iron I have I can I can show you if you're looking for uh pictures Brittany I have the pictures and then later, as I started to read, um, I decided, you know what, and, and the time it took, and I went to North Dakota, 
I went to someone and said, just cut it all off. I'm going to a place where I don't know if I can get it done. And I went from having it about here and a bob to just a natural like fade. It was basically a fade. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, even my own family thought I committed murder. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't as bad as when I got dreadlocks Mm -hmm. or locks or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call them. At the time, everybody was calling them dreadlocks. I know people have different, you know, phrases about the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't recall really going through too much of that because I guess by the time, you know, I was growing up, you guys had already like fought all the battles for us. I don't know. Because I, I remember, you know, people being teased about their hair, but it was more so if it was just unruly, period, whether it was natural or not. Because yeah. um, I, I remember we used, you know, we used to get a lot of braids, you know, like, you know, a lot of perms. And, but I remember being in elementary school and there was like this moment where I was looking at this girl's hair. She had natural hair and I was like, I want my hair to look like that. Her hair was like real wavy and curly and she just had it in a ponytail. I thought it was like the prettiest, you know, hair, the prettiest hair. Mm -hmm. And I remember going home and I guess it was like that thick grease that men use to get waves in their hair. I remember trying to stick that stuff. I had used like half a container. I couldn't understand why my hair wasn't waving. And then I realized it was because, you know, I had I had, had a perm in my hair. So I, I of all the of all the people I was really around, I was probably the most tomboyish when it came to like clothes and hair and that kind of stuff. I didn't really care too much about it. My mom hated it. I know uh, she probably would kill me for saying that. But I remember just she would press my hair and then I would go outside and get it wet. Like I just couldn't help it. I liked, you know, I just liked being out there playing, you know, all the time, like grabbing snakes and getting in dirt and climbing trees. I just like to do everything. So for me, I was athletic, so I just didn't want to have my hair done. So, uh, yeah, that's that's like a constant battle with us now. Like even even today, my mom will say, "Aren't you gonna curl your hair or do something with it?" I'm like it is done. Like I'll think it's done. But but she would send me to the shop too, like every two weeks. I hated it because you'd have to sit there for two, three, four, five hours, depending on how many clients they booked. And I would always have to get those real big bonds in my hair, like the real, <laughs> well, all of the with like thousands of pins to keep it up. And I just, I just didn't understand. I just felt like I was being tortured. Like I could never understand like why you would have, to, cause you'd have to lay, you know, put the scarves on and the bonnets and you have to lay like this at night. I just don't understand like why we did that to each other. Do all of that. And that's the it thing hurts. with the beauty job. <laughs> I um I remember when I turned 40, I was, I said, enough of this. I do not connect my beauty to my hair. And I had her cut it because I had grown my hair to to my um she had grown my hair out and it was beautiful. She did a fantastic job after she finally did it. But when I turned 40 and I sat in her chair and she looked at me, I looked at her, she said, You want me to cut it? I said, Yes. And she cut my hair. And I felt a sense of freedom that I had never felt before. 
I felt so free because I was always, because I was young, you know, my beauty was um, connected to my hair. And so I thought I wasn't beautiful if I didn't have any hair. So all the years I worked to grow my hair out so I could be looked at as beautiful. And then I realized that was not my beauty. Mm -hmm. And when she cut it, I felt, and I also could feel the looks that I got from men was very different. It was because they probably saw you for the first time. The first time they saw me, and I saw myself because mm -hmm. I I had and I tried to grow it out. Some years, a few years later, I tried to grow it out now someplace else, and I that lasted for about uh, maybe a month, if that. And I'm like, we're not doing this no more. There's no need. And I told it, I said, cut that, and I had it cut off every sentence, and I just. That has been my identity for myself. I know that it is radical because this is my hair. So when I go, I, some people say, well, you should get a wig. And I was like, I ain't wearing a wig. I ain't wearing a wig. When I go to interviews or when I meet people for the first time, this is who I am. Because I could. I could wear a wig or whatever. I'm like, but that's not who I am. This is who I am. And I don't want anybody looking at me later and saying, Oh, I didn't know you're like, cause I will not wear a hat. Cause especially when I'm meeting some guy, you know, trying to go out and stuff, I want you to see a picture of me with my hair. So you mm -hmm. won't get all upset because you're like, oh, that woman bald headed. No, 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 no. This is what I look like. And you, you <laughs> like that. Yeah. Or you don't because I am not wearing a wig. I might wear one just to have some fun, but not because I'm trying to hide, mm -hmm. you know, who I am. And it's, it's a, a journey, it has been a journey because people did. They looked at me different. I knew it. I knew it. Sometimes I, I um, when I'm someplace, I'll take off my hat just for shock value because I know people are wondering, is she sick? Oh, what's wrong with her? Oh, and I want somebody to say to me, if somebody were to say something to me or my driver, I said, how do you know I don't have cancer? I would say it to oh, them because people don't know. And yeah. people make assumptions about people looking at them. And I said, this is who I am. And I love it. I love my hair. I'm actually wearing it shorter than I when I started off. Because before I had, you know, it kind of hair. But now I cut it mm -hmm. off. Because I, I don't know why. I can't explain why I like it this way. But you <laughs> I, don't have to explain. And I've, I've met other women who have kept their hair shaven, extremely short, and they like it. And it is who they are. And like, you don't, you like what you like. I think, I like, one mm -hmm. of the things, like, I don't yeah. know that it's a bad thing to want a perm or have a perm. I don't mm -hmm. know if it's a bad thing to want locks or not, or braids or, you know, whatever you want. We can yeah. play with our hair. It's my my so only bad. thing with perms is the it's uh, it's unhealthy, you know, like the chemical because you but, know they've done so much research to show like it's connected to cancer and that kind of stuff. Outside of that, you know, mm -hmm. like I I really don't care. I understand what you're saying. I, I don't disagree with it. And but I would be a hypocrite not to say I've gone back and forth. I've had shortcuts. I've had natural cuts. I've had locks. Yeah. I permed it. Yeah. I've gone from having locks to relaxing to back to locks just because I got bored and wanted to try something new. And, you know, it's still, we, we play with our hair. 
What gets me is what Judy was talking about early on and what I experienced and what may have skipped you is that however the style might be, we are judged on that hair, not on who we are. Right. That's what bothers me. We got it differently. We we got hit with the weave era. Like we got hit with that real hard. So that yeah. was that was the thing for us. It wasn't like the yeah. curls and the pro- it was the your real hair period just doesn't look good. You need yeah. to like complete you need to glue this stuff in your head or like braid it in or whatever in order to look pretty. That's what we're that's what we experienced was why is your real hair out? And and yeah. and for me, like I said. I, I had box braids and all that kind of stuff, and I loved them. I thought they were, I thought they looked great on me, but they also hurt, and they're incredibly uncomfortable. And, and like I said, I don't like I don't like anything to do with my hair that's uncomfortable now. Like if I have to sit there and be in pain for eight to ten hours to get a style, I'm not doing it anymore. But that's what we have to go through. Like we have to go through the pain of just covering up our hair. Period. And that's the thing that I, I will say, like, from our generation, like, I didn't care for or I didn't like. Because now women are paying, like, thousands of dollars to get these, like, pieces. I don't know what they're called, uh, front laces or something. They're getting, you know, they spend thousands of dollars on this stuff. And I get it from one point that it's, like, a, perspe- a protective hairstyle. But from, like, another end, I'm like, you could have bought you a car. Or you could have invested in some property. You spent a thousand, two, five thousand dollars on some hair. Just wear your hair. Like I, I just think, from a financial standpoint, we've sort of been duped by the hair industry into thinking that we have to always invest all this money into our hair. When really, you know, we don't necessarily need to. Because I think from our three hairstyles, you can kind of see that. I mean, you don't. You don't have to spend five, ten, twenty thousand dollars. And I, it look, I, the other thing is because I know people who are in the hair industry, women who are African-American women who make money doing hair. Yeah. Number one, you don't have to pay. Beyonce may be paying thousands of dollars, but yeah. the type of person around the corner who's up a few blocks away, her shop, their shop is not going to pay. You don't have to pay that much. So people do it because we like to play with hair. And I think the other thing I've also seen like with folks who have alopecia, but still say that yeah. they, they want hair. There are some, we have some people who can do, and maybe this isn't where you wanted the, the, the conversation to go, Brittany, but I try to be sort of fair with it all. There are some people who I've seen their self-esteem change because someone was able to create a look for them, yeah. uh, whether it was with weave, you know, whatever, where they could walk out and not feel bad because they were going bald from alopecia or to create a wig because they had cancer. And I have like right now, the the biggest issue for me is fighting whether or not to be gray. And my own hair is natural, but, you know, I found crochets because after having two sets of locks, I went very short. And then I decided, huh, I think I want locks back, but I'm not quite sure. So for the last, what is it? It's been a bit over a year now. I've been playing with looks that I'm just being honest, right? 
a look that yeah, looks but that's like that's a little different, I think, than what I'm talking about. Cause it, cause I, cause you know, like I still spend some money on my hair, but I guess I'm saying that the thousands of dollars to to trick us into like certain things. That's what I don't really care about, like from our generation. And it, and and this comment stems from a, a conversation I had with a young lady who was making payment plans on her hair. Like I just thought that was appalling that that people people are now willing to be in debt to to look a particular way. I thought the girl was beautiful as she was, and I guess I guess you you brought you you brought it out was the self esteem part. Like how do we get to a place where we can just wake up and look in the mirror and just feel beautiful without having to spend yeah. like this excessive amount of money? And that's that is an excessive amount, but I think it starts with our children. You know, I have, yeah. and it starts with how we talk to each other. Like acknowledging Judy can wear her hair just like she wants to. You can wear your hair. If I decide that I'm going to straighten the hair that I've grown out naturally, then that's fine. However, I do it. But I think it boils down to us respecting one another. I taught my daughter how to do her own hair. I took the time to braid it and comb it and wash it till she could do it herself. And she does it herself. Whatever she wants to do with it, she's twisting it right now because um, that's the look she decided she wanted for yeah. this <laughs> well, I think it's a bigger, it's a bigger question when you say yeah. that um, how they've duped us. They haven't duped us. I mm. think black women, a lot. I'm not saying all. A lot of black women have such hatred for their own hair that they're willing to do whatever it takes for it to look like what they think the idea mm. of beauty is. And so that's why somebody is capitalizing on your insecurities. Okay. How you hate your own hair because you don't, your hair is your hair and you choose what you're going to do with it. Now, when we look at your generation, looks at those girls that are in the videos, they're performing mm -hmm. all that, all of them, not all, I don't know who, I don't know who has real hair. I don't even know. It's so fabulous now how they do it. You can't tell who's has, that is their hair or is it hair they bought? And so all mm -hmm. these girls are looking at these girls and seeing girls that they think are beautiful and fabulous. And what do they have? Long, straight hair. They and think it's real. That's the problem. They think that hair is real. Yeah. yeah, they want to look like them. But if those girls that they're emulating had dreads, had short hair, had natural mm -hmm. hair, then that would change the face of hair for young black girls. But what they see, they mm -hmm. want to look like their idol. They want to look like, you know, remember when we were going to school, my mother wouldn't let me though. When we were going to school, who was the hair person, Angela Davis? My time was Angela mm -hmm. Davis. Big Afro. So all these girls walking around, my mother wouldn't let me wear no Afro. Big afros because Angela Davis they thought was beautiful. You know, when you see the black exploitation films, all yes. the black women had big afros. So then girls wearing afros, they get mm -hmm. these big afro wigs, and so they were looking at what they thought was beautiful at the time. And then 
we then started moving. And what happened? We started looking at people like Diana Ross and looking at mm-hmm. Lena Horn. And they had what? But Lena Horn, her hair was beautiful because she was bright, light skinned, had long, you know, straight hair. So girls start thinking that was the way to look. And mm-hmm. it's all a perpetuation of the time of what we think is beautiful. And okay. what they think is beautiful is what they see. And it's hard to pull people away from when you've got um, when you've got the boys, the men making you feel like if you have short hair or no hair, you are not beautiful. And See, so that that's funny because long hair or look like they white. But it's an so, even bigger issue. You said it was. You, mm-hmm. You're right, Judy. You went to the the issue of self-esteem, and it's an issue of what we deem is beautiful. But we also have to look at sort of as a group, how much of how we feel about ourselves was shaped during and after history. We had to cover our hair. It didn't look right. It wasn't right because it wasn't what our ideal of beauty, what we, now we get to define beauty. Yes. You get to define it for you. Brittany, you get to define it for you. We get to define beauty for ourselves. And I don't know. Yeah, the choices are there's so many choices that we have now. Yes, there are. Yeah. You have a lot of choices. But See, then- we're we're really blessed in that you know we get to look at women like you too. You know, because that's always been you know like what I grew up with. You know, I've always like you said, I have the choices. I've always seen you know women who are who, in my opinion, were natural or had like natural like hairstyles. So I I got the pleasure of seeing that too. And like the other stuff was just on TV, mm-hmm. you know, now it's, now it's affordable more, a little bit more affordable. So everybody has it now, but you know, even like with my, my mom, my mom has always had this long, thick, like pretty hair and, you know, she's had it in a variety of styles. So I've been, you know, fortunate enough to see like her hair journey too. Cause she's cut it, you know, she's had a real long where it's midway down her back. She's had, you know, all sorts of styles, but I just, you know, I, I am blessed in that, you know, I came in with this generation because we did get to see, like, you guys persevere and just kind of, like, change things from a professional standpoint and from, like, a personal standpoint. Because I can't imagine having gone through, like, some of those other eras and, you know, being told, like, oh, you can't wear it this way or that way. It, I think I think more in, like, the 90s or early 2000s, it was more of a... Um, here, here, like you say, here are your choices. This is what you could potentially do with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. When I was thinking about locking for the first time, you guys, have you ever been to the, the festival in the park at Washington Park here in Chicago? Mm-hmm. And the African festivals. And uh, I'd had a very short natural, grown it out, and it was relaxed. It was another bob. But I, I was thinking about it and a friend of mine who had lot, I was working with her. She was the first person I worked with who had locks. She's like, you need to see your people in all the various shades and style. Why don't you come with me? And it was my, and I was still pretty new to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I went to that festival and just saw yeah. such a range. And you're right, Brittany, this was like about 2000, no, it wasn't even 2000. It was probably like 1996 six or seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was just wonderful to see 
so much variety. Uh, that's that's when all those TV shows were coming out, like Fresh Prince and Family Matters and all that stuff. And those most of those women had natural hair on those shows. That was when, um, or like a lot of those movies, that's when a lot of those short hairstyles had started really coming out. Um, so I think, a, or or not even coming out, it just became more popular because you know, in the fifties, sixties, and seventies, people had those the celebrities had those hairstyles too, but it just wasn't mainstream. I think it wasn't as mainstream as it is now. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't loving yourself and loving everything yeah. about yourself. It was trying to change something you thought was wrong. And that's what they did. They tried to perm their hair because they thought it was something wrong with having kinky hair. You know, and that's funny you should say that about that festival because I was just looking at pictures. My, my girlfriend and I used to go all the time. And I was looking at one of the first ones we went to and I had hair, permed hair. hair. And then I look at other ones because I went every year for several years. And I look at other pictures, my hair transition you know, and I see how I change. And I was just looking at that picture, those two women and myself. And I was like, oh my God, my hair was kind of long then. But it's a, hair is a, hair, hair for black women, I don't know how it is for white women. I don't know what white women feel about their hair. Because in our eyes, it looks like it's easier for them with their hair, but we don't know. We don't know. I don't know what it's like for white women. But what I do know is for black women, hair has always been a personal thing. And sometimes mm -hmm. there's been a love relationship with our hair and sometimes there's been a hate and why me? And I remember having the why me because my hair was so short. Mm -hmm. My hair was, I thought I was ugly and I thought my hair was ugly. So it was always this why me? Why can't I have long hair like my sister? And then as going through life, because it wasn't just my hair, it was also I was too dark. My lips were too full. My hair was too wide. All of these things were considered to be ugly. And I used to hear that, you know, my, and I, and I said, now she's passed away. But my mother, I heard her say that was ugly. And my sister was pretty. Well, we know that's not true, Judy. I think you're beautiful. You are beautiful. Oh, no, I, I, when I was young, I oh, heard yeah. that. We get those, when we hear those yeah. messages. When you're young, you hear yeah. that. But, you know, as I got older, of course, that, that painted the way I saw myself. Yeah. But when I turned 40, my painting was complete because I knew who I was and yeah. I knew what my beauty, where my beauty lied. And it wasn't in having long hair, it wasn't in having a light skin, and it wasn't for having small lips. My beauty was all within myself. Mm -hmm. But when you hear that, and believe it, some kids grew up yes. with their parents telling them they're ugly yeah. because they're dark, or because they have no hair, or all these things. And they don't even realize what they have done to their child by impacting them in a way that helps, that hurts them and starts to help them think that beauty is something else and not them. Right. It's, and so that's where it starts. It starts with that. And that is that, yeah. that is internalized racism. Yeah. And even if and it, it is. us, when it's too deep, yeah. it yeah. still grows. And, still and I'm, I'm yeah. sorry, but I'm so glad you are you. You are, mm -hmm. you are, you are Judy. And I wouldn't have you any other way. And you're, yeah. I'm sure she loved you. 
Yeah. It was simply the internalized racism and the impact of it. My mother loves me. Brittany knows all about my mother. <laughs> you know a little bit, Judy. I am her darkest child. <laughs> cutting my hair was cutting my saving grace when I cut mine for the first time. And now, why am I letting it go gray? But you, my mom just wants me to comb my hair, so I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm working on it. I put this ponytail in there. I'm trying. <laughs> you know, it is the it is we we have a relationship with our hair, and 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 it's one of those we got to embrace and figure out and know and understand the roots of why we feel the way we do about it. And about it, I want young girls to figure it out sooner than forty. I do. Yeah. I want. I, I wish I had figured it out sooner because i i think i think when i started approaching like my late 20s that's when i was like why am i doing this this is ridiculous and i remember the first time um uh campus president saw me with me trying to transition because you know when you transition it's rough it don't look right right away you know like if you're coming from a perm and going natural it looked crazy i knew it looked crazy but i just remembered how startled he looked and backed into the wall and was just like, Hey, everything all right with you? Everything, everything okay? Is, you know, do you need help with anything? I said, No, I'm good. What's wrong? And I said, All right, my hair. I said, Don't worry about this. This will be fine in a couple months. You got to give it time. <laughs> I mean, it was startling. It, it probably was startling for, for, for them because I went from having straight hair to now I'm trying to figure out how to get it, you know, get it to its original state. So yeah. I don't know. I, I, I wish yeah. I had I wish I knew like you said when I was, you know, younger, when I was a teenager, what I know today, that it, you know, really doesn't matter. Like you you're we're all pretty. We're all beautiful. Yeah. And or even that you can do like Sheila, she does what well, I feel like dreads, or I feel like a perm, or I feel like this, knowing that that's okay. Because yeah. your hair is supposed to be an accessory, not who you are. It's not you know your soul. It's not yeah. your soul. No. And that's what they brought us up to believe. They brought us up to believe that our beauty was tied to our hair. And it's yeah. not true. But we didn't know that. And our parents, my mother didn't know that. And so she in turn taught, put that on me. But I know that now because I'm like, the hell with them go wear whatever way I choose. And if you don't like it, that's your issue, not mine. <laughs> so yeah, but it took me a while to get to this point. But I would like younger women to get to this point sooner because it's a painful journey. It's a painful journey. Put yourself through perms that are painful. With your hair, would you say you gotta sleep like this? That's some craziness. But you put yourself through it because you think that's the price of beauty. <laughs> You know, somebody told you that was the price of beauty and you believed it. And I'm like, and when I made the transition and I, and I sat there and I said, you know what? I don't have to do this. I don't have to do this. Every day for years, about five, um, five, six years, eight hours every Friday, I was off on Fridays. I might as well have worked. I was in the beauty shop for eight hours, sitting there with all those fabulous, fun plates, of course. It was great. There's nothing better than a black beauty shop or barbershop, I'm just going to tell you. Oh, you can hear all sorts of things. Oh, yeah. It was the best, it was the best place. But 
the pain that we put ourselves through, because that damn perm was painful. Them dear girls, that stuff on your hair was painful. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Because oh, now I look fabulous. <laughs> it's like, enough. Yeah. yeah. But that's what I would want for young women is to find that hair is just that necessary, you know, and you can have fun with it because that's what you do. You change it all the time. And there's, there's, so, many, you know, there's so many videos yeah. out there, even for folks. And I've talked to people who are like, especially since the pandemic, it was like, I don't know what to do with it. I don't know how to braid my own hair. But there's so many yeah. videos out there for you to learn how to braid, twist, yeah. whatever you want to do to it. And I'm really, I'm grateful for that too, that you've got, we've got so many opportunities to not only see hairstyle, how to give yourself, how to get a razor um, and actually do your own fade and cut it short and keep it short if you want it that way. Yeah. Like yeah, there's I, bought so many options. I have one, I bought it for the pandemic. <laughs> Okay, now I got to go, ladies. Y'all got me all emotional thinking about past. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This topic is bigger. Yeah, it, is. it got bigger. Yeah, it really is. There's a deep thing going on with hair that we need to break down. All the barriers we're breaking down, trying to talk about stuff. This is a something that needs to be broken down. I think you're right. I think you're right. 